0: Welcome to another episode of The Fifth Quarter, Conversations Beyond the X's and O's. This is another 10-minute takeaway where Jeff and I are going to talk about a a topic that we've given some thought to or we've written down to discuss. And Jeff, this is actually one that we talked about in our second episode that we ever did of the podcast. And you talked about having a personal board of directors. What, What exactly does that mean? I
1: think old coach, veteran coach, doesn't matter you have to surround yourself with a handful of people that are going to be honest, that will give you honest feedback. And probably if you're a football coach, someone that understands football or basketball, but also a community relations person, just your best friend, but that best friend's got to be honest and, When you have situations that come up, you can talk to them in confidence and you could say what you did or what you're about to do, but you'll get honest feedback, which a lot of times your staff might not give you because, you know, it's a a downhill relationship. But I think those are people that if it's family, if it's life, if you want to look at another job, whatever it is, you need that circle. That's
0: gotta be based on honest feedback. So is this more of a mentoring relationship or is it just, this is somebody to bounce ideas off of or to, you have a thought, you just wanna get a, someone outside of, uh, of your of your life to, to give you feedback on?
1: Yeah, I don't think it has to be that mentor-mentee relationship, but it could be another coach, similar situations, out of state, not a threat, it could be a younger coach could be on your board of directors, but someone that, you know, you have each other's trust and you can say, hey, Layson, have you ever dealt with a situation of a kid blatantly said they were going, they were sick, but I saw they had gone on vacation, they missed practice? How do you handle things like that? And, you know, you probably don't want it too close to you. You don't want your administrator, principal, AD, you know, maybe another coach in your athletic department, but I think it could be peers, you know, and, and you and I've had that relationship and and we haven't always agreed. You know, there were times where I thought you delegated too much and we had that honest relationship that I said it might work for you. It wouldn't work for me and here's why. How did you take feedback that wasn't positive
0: from someone in that trust circle for you? The one thing that I tried to avoid was confirmation bias, where I wanted to get, I wanted to hear someone confirm my thinking. You know, I really needed to hear something totally opposite. And and that's hard. That, that's very hard to do. And I, I think that's just a, a level of maturity as a coach and as a person is that you're willing to go out and seek that, even if it's totally contradictory to what you've decided or what you think you should do in that situation. Now, I believe that you take that, you take the advice, you take the information, you look at you know, what you're thinking and you come up with kind of a third solution, like Dr. Covey talks about. Your solution may not be the best. Advice you're getting may not be the best, but it's a combination. Now you, you've got something new, but in essence.
1: Right, I don't think, you should take that circle of trust, board of director feedback is gospel, but it should make you think and maybe even be more convicted in how you would have an offensive coordinator, a defensive coordinator, or how are you going to recruit? Will it be high school kids? Will it be junior college, international? Will it be the portal? But it's almost like a mirror. And sometimes your spouse isn't a sports person. They don't really get what's going on. But if it's another coach in the business or someone that's going through things that you can say, hey, listen. And it could be a phone call. It could be in person. I think people like that. I don't think it has to be that mentor relationship. Hey, listen, I got a question. How, have you ever come across this? How do you handle it? You know, and and once you have that trust, you bring it up. You know, I think if you could have a few of you and and it turns into dinner, it turns into drinks or coming over the house and it turns into that little coaches network retreat where it turns into basketball. But you also have topics on how you handle parents or boosters or or things like
0: that. That was actually my next question is how often do you meet with this person or this group? Is it a monthly? Is it just on a case by case basis? Is it a is it an annual retreat? And, you know, like you said, you you have a group of topics that you put together and talk and compare. I think it's all of the above. You know, these days we've all learned to be virtual
1: and can do things, so that now makes life easier. I love the idea. And I used to try to do with a few different people of a basketball retreat, but expand upon it. It could be, you know, you golf, you barbecue, you talk out of bounds and defense and last one with the pen. But then you also deal with the hard topics of how do you do a home visit? How do you handle an AD that wasn't your AD or a new principal that you know didn't hire you? And it could be one person, three, five, seven you just get so many great ideas. But these days with Zoom or a phone call, and we all have low points. And it's not just after a win or a loss. It could be an injury. It could be a great situation. Or we've both dealt with you have tragedy within your program. Well, there's no handbook for that. So you've got to rely on people. You just don't tweet it out there. Hey, had tragedy within my program. I need some advice. No, you, you don't, because that's it doesn't mean you have to really have people you can
0: lean on. That is a very, very good point there, that there's a time for crowdsourcing for ideas, and then there's a time where you don't crowdsource that. You just, like you said, you have a key group of people that you trust that you honor their relationships. You honor what they're sharing with you. There's a psychological safety in that relationship, but there's also a transparency where you're able to, you know, to really open up to them and, and, and be able to, in essence, just, you know, really kind of clear the air, confront the elephant in the room, however you want to put it, but able to lay it out and then get advice or ideas or things to consider you know, as you make your decision or as you as you make your next move. Jeff, what are some ways that you, you find or suggestions for thanking or acknowledging those people who have supported you and just re- reminding them how much they mean to you?
1: I'm still old school. So this answer, people will not always do it, but I am still the handwritten note because when you open an envelope, You know, you're like, oh, I got mail. It's not a bill. It's not credit cards. It's a note. And if you take time and you really dig deep and add value to that note, you and I both have saved notes. You have them, you come across them. It brings a smile. It's paying attention to what people like. It could just be you found a good book. It could be something is an article. But to me, my number one way is always has been pull out a pen and just write them a note and be upfront and say, thank you. You really helped me when I needed it. And the other part is it can't just be a one-way street. You know, when someone in your circle had an injury, got upset, there's a tough loss, whatever it is, you can reach out. Don't wait for them to ask you for advice. And it could be texting is good, a phone call is great. Hey, you know, Lace, why are you calling me? Hey, I just want to check on you. I know I saw you had a tough one last night. Just want to make sure you're okay. That's all we want. We all want to help each other.
0: No, I love that. I love that. So coaches, there you go. Some Some thoughts on creating and building your own personal board of directors.